Doc Talk is brought to you by Merck Animal Health. By integrating the comprehensive animal health product portfolio of Merck Animal Health with the innovative technologies of all flex livestock intelligence, we are shaping the future of animal health, resulting in more effective solutions and healthier animals. Hey folks, welcome to Doc Talk. I'm Dr. Dan Thompson. Thanks for joining us today. Today, we're going to discuss toe abscesses. It's something that we see commonly in cattle, unfortunately. It's uh, easier to prevent than it is to treat, so stay tuned and welcome to the show. Hey folks, welcome to Doc Talk. I'm Dr. Dan Thompson. I'm your host and, uh, and your guest today. Um, anyway, the, uh, uh, we're going to talk about toe abscesses. First of all, uh, what about me? I uh, am an owner and operator of Production Animal Consultation, which is a feedlot practice. We, we cover about 25% of the fed cattle in the United States providing veterinary services. Um, great group of veterinarians. And I'm also a professor here at Iowa State University where I help with uh, feedlots here in Iowa and packers and, and pretty much anything animal health in the beef industry is my gig. So um, today we're gonna talk about toe abscesses, but first we'll talk about a survey we did. We did a survey of feedlot operators and there's really a couple of types of lameness that we see in cattle, either infectious or non-infectious. And the one thing they always told me in veterinary school, is that 90% of the lameness that we see in cattle occurs in the foot. So when it starts to think you start to trick yourself and think that it's higher up the leg, always go back to the thought process that 90% of lameness is in the hoof. And so when we asked people about infectious types of, of lameness, which would be foot rot or hairy heelwort, otherwise known as digital dermatitis, um, or we asked them some of the causes of what they thought about non-infectious, which would be things like sole abscesses, sole bruising, uh, and toe abscesses. So when we see the infectious parts, the most common risk factors associated with seeing increased foot rot and increased digital dermatitis or hairy heel wart was pin cleaning, pin conditions, climate, things that go along with with environment and hygiene for the cattle, okay? When we asked the feedlot managers, feedlot veterinarians, and feedlot nutritionists what they thought the major risk factors were for non-infectious types of lameness, such as sole abscesses or uh, toe abscesses, they came back with the most common causes uh, or risk factors of that are the, the temperament of the cattle, our cattle handling practices, and the surfaces of our working facilities in which these cattle flow through it, processing or, or re-implant or things to that nature, okay? So, so we kind of break it down into, and those are the four main types of lameness that we see in, in feedlots. Foot rot, hairy heel wart, toe abscesses, and, and sole abscesses. Toe abscesses generally occur on the hind limb and they generally occur on the medial claw, so the inside claw on the hind limb. And a lot of times these are occurring uh, because these animals that are of higher, have worse temperament, are trying to get to the middle of the pack. And so they're, they're remember that the animals on the outside in a herding experience, the animals on the outside of the, the herd are the ones that are preyed upon. So if we're pushing cattle or if we put them into a pen and we're coming into a pen, 
they're going to try to attempt to get to the middle of the herd because they don't know whether or not you're a, a, a caregiver or if you're a predator. And they're still trying to figure all of this out. They're in a new environment. So understanding the amount of pressure that we put on cattle, the reaction that the cattle are trying to, to get to the middle of the herd, I think is really, really important as you read the cattle and understand that as they increase in flightiness or, in, or, or less acclimated to humans, the higher the risk there is to toe abscesses. So when we come back, we're gonna talk a little bit more about the causes of toe abscesses, and we're gonna look at some hooves to, to kind of further demonstrate and understand what's going on. You're watching Doc Talk, and we're glad you joined us. Hey there, welcome back to Doc Talk. I'm Dr. Dan Thompson, and thanks to my good friend and colleague, Dr. Eric Rowe at Iowa State University's College of Veterinary Medicine. He's an anatomy professor. Uh, he loaned me a, a hoof, and we're gonna talk a little bit about uh, what's going on. So as I mentioned earlier, cattle are trying to get to the middle of the herd. And if we have hard concrete floors in our working facilities, which most of us do, and these cattle are extremely flighty and we bring too many in, they're trying to push really hard with their hind limbs to get to the middle of the herd. And some research out of Canada showed that, that they press so hard that they actually separate the white line uh, of these hooves. So as I, as I open this up, two things we need to think about. This is the coronary band, the junction of the hair in the, the hard hoof wall. And the hoof wall grows from the coronary band down, you know, as they get toes get longer. And, and just like our fingernails grow from, from the, the bed forward, so do, so do hooves. On the bottom though, the sole of the, the hoof, it grows from, it is not connected to the hoof wall. It actually grows to, from, from the inside and grows that soft bed down, okay? So this is what we call the sole, this is the toe, um, this is the hoof wall, and then the juncture in which we see between the hard hoof casing and the sole is what we call the white line, okay? So right here is a, is a place where it can actually separate. It's not grown all in one casing. And so the hoof wall can grow forward and the sole stays Put, okay and so this white line right here so these cattle they push so hard when they're trying to get to the middle and they're on that hard concrete we actually get a separation uh, at the white line on this toe that allows manure to quickly enter or they push into the manure on the concrete and the manure gets inside this toe cavity which right here is p3 or the coffin bone okay and so as that manure gets trapped in here, that thing goes back together, okay, as they relieve the pressure. So now, and I always remember people tell me these were sterile abscesses because we couldn't find a hole, like a nail hole or something like that. Um, but but uh, researchers in Canada have shown where they took a, a mechanical uh, robotic type thing with some hooves from, from animals at slaughter facility. They put so much pressure that they could actually separate that white line and show that this is the cause of the toe abscesses. So as that separates, then the manure gets in here, causes an infection around that toe, but it actually will rot that, that P3. So when it gets inside this, this case, the, the infection, the pus, if it keeps to growing, it's gotta go one of two ways. It either has to come out from around this coronary band where we'll see them rupture above the, the toe, or it's gotta wick up the leg 
as we can see through the lymphatics and through the, the ligaments and tendons um, where it will go to the hock and go to the hip. And, and uh, unfortunately, these are not very successful cases to treat. And, and I have a lot of times thought that, that these animals with toe abscesses are having uh, issues in the stifle because it does, until these animals get painful in their toe or in their stifle, we don't see the changes in locomotion scoring or we don't see them changing in the, their gait. And, and generally by the time we see the lameness, this thing is, has already caused the rotting of P3 and it's already started to track up the, the leg. So that's really what we're seeing with toe abscesses. Uh, when we come back, we're gonna talk a little bit about prevention. We're gonna talk about treatment. You're watching Doc Talk, and we're glad you joined us. Hey folks, welcome back to Doc Talk, Dr. Dan Thompson. Um, and we're gonna talk a little bit about when we get a calf with toe abscess, okay? And the first thing you have to do is you have to pick up the foot. And unfortunately, you can't pick up the foot the way that I'm picking up the foot because it's attached to a big old steer or heifer. But we have to pick up that foot and we have to determine what the, the issue is and get a good diagnosis. So we know the animal's lame. The first thing we're going to do is look between the claws. And, and if we have an infection between the claws up here in the, the skin area uh, that's, that smells really bad, that's what we would see with foot rot. We will then turn around and look at the back of the foot. And right here in this area, if we have a strawberry type lesion, that would be right here is where we would see hairy heel wart. Okay. Now, if we don't see foot rot and we don't see hairy heel wart, you have to get your hoof testers out. And the hoof testers, if we grab a hold of this and it's sore all over, pretty good idea that it's a, a toe abscess as we pinch with the, the hoof testers. If it's, if it's a sole abscess or a, a something like if you've ever had a blood blister underneath your fingernail and you, and you, you can pinpoint exactly where that pressure is with a sole abscess, we'll see the animal will retract when we use the hoof testers in that spot. We can then sand down and then we will drill down to relieve the pressure out of that, that uh, sole abscess or where that abscess occurs in here. But with the toe abscess, remember the white line comes together and it just, it, uh, and it slams back shut and that, that abscess has no place to go and we get that rotting of, of P3 um, case fatality rates, when we do get a toe abscess, what are we going to do to treat? We basically have three treatments. Do nothing. We can tip the, the end of the toe off, um, or we can remove the, the entire claw. Remember, these are all usually on the back limbs. Cattle carry 60% of their weight on their front limbs. So when we relieve or take a claw off the back, we're not going to put a whole bunch of more weight load. Only 40% of the, the animal's weight is on the back limbs. So we have more success when we remove claws. And you'll want to use a veterinarian to, to come out and help you with um, this, this, actually do this, this procedure. We have not, whether we, when we tip the toe, you want to tip it back far enough to just a bleb or a bead of blood comes out. If we tip it too far back and you create a hole, these animals will just pack manure, they won't heal, it's, it's too much. But if you trim it back to just a pinhole, when this animal steps down, it's like a piston, and it'll actually spray the bad stuff out and hopefully not track more bad stuff in. Um, and so trimming them back just a little bit once we diagnose it, um, removing the claw or doing nothing. Unfortunately, 
for us when we treat these. We have a 50% case fatality rate. Um, and, and when I necropsy these animals that, that uh, die or we euthanize because they become so painful, they start to lose weight, they stop eating. Um, when you start to see them getting tight gutted and, and uh, that, uh, when I open them up and I look up that leg, they will actually track that infection up the lymphatic system into the hawk, into the, the stifle. Um, but it all started at, at the foot. 90% of lameness is at the foot. So we can tip the toe, we can remove the claw, we can do nothing. But the one thing you want to do is get them off concrete. We want to put them on, on dirt. We want to put them, a lot of times we put them out in a pasture um, just to give a tincture of time. Antibiotics don't uh, help in these situations. Uh, might help if it's a septic uh, joint or something that goes septic uh, uh, in the animals, but by that point in time, we've, we've got a case that's not got a very good prognosis. So we're going to take a little break. We're going to come back because prevention is the key with toe abscesses. You're watching Doc Talk. Thanks for joining us. Hey folks, welcome back to Doc Talk. I'm Dr. Dan Thompson. We're talking about toe abscesses. And uh, in my practice uh, with production animal consultation, we see these toe abscesses uh, in cattle usually around 20, 30 days on feed and they occurred at processing or they occurred at the auction market uh, prior to, to shipment. And so the thing that wild cattle, scared cattle with inexperienced cattle handlers and concrete create toe abscesses, okay? So we have to look at ways to prevent it. Getting people more experienced with handling cattle that are, that are scared or flighty, uh, helping cattle move in smaller groups is, is important. And the other one is focusing on the, the flooring within the, the facility. Uh, when we start to think about toe abscesses and flooring, a couple of things come to, to mind. One, we used to just put wood chips, big coarse wood chips in our tubs and, and in our lead up alleys, something to create some cushion for those cattle when they come in and, and uh, uh, are having that contact with the, the concrete. Uh, but we have to clean that. We can create some issues with, with wood chips. And what we've really seen recently is the replacement of wood chips and things like that with, with rubber matting. And there's a company called Animat that has rubber matting. There are other places that people are creating rubber matting that they can come in and custom fit it to your tub or to your snake so that cattle have a cushion or a give when they come in and they're making quick turns or, or they're, they're flighty and they're trying to, to move to the middle. Uh, those have made some significant uh, positive impacts in our cattle feeding facilities and in our packing plants. Um, and probably we'll start seeing these in auction markets as we, as we consider this etiology of, of toe abscesses. Um, so that's with the, the flooring. With the cattle handling, uh, one of the big things is, is one, recognizing that the cattle are extremely scared or flighty. They don't know whether you're a, a predator or a caregiver yet. They're trying to figure this out. They'll learn it. Um, but what we'll want to do is not to scream, holler. We want to keep low stress cattle handling uh, and keep cattle flow moving. And one of the things is, is that when we bring cattle in out of a receiving pen into the tub, uh, and if we have a concrete floor, let's just bring enough cattle in that can go straight from the, the tub or the bud box straight into the, the single file or the snake. 
because when we get into some of the trouble and you start to smell that hoof burn on that concrete uh, is when we bring too many cattle in, they start to bunch up in a corner and they're fighting to get to the middle and they're trying to get away from you and they don't know where you want them to go. And, and so when they get stalled in that area, that's, that can be an issue. So, so the big things for, for preventing uh, toe abscesses, flooring, when we, have, when we have flighty cattle, flighty cattle, the temperament of the cattle is the number one risk has been associated with, with toe abscesses. But what we can do with the flooring to improve uh, cushion and, and not having the abrasion or this, the splitting of the white line and low stress cattle handling, not bringing cattle in two bigger groups, those are some of the main focus areas that you can do. And we should be doing this anyway, right? Whether they're flighty or not, these are just good solid cattle handling practices that if they're not uh, done correctly can have detrimental effects. When we see 10 head in a pen with a case fatality rate of 50%, that means a 5% death loss um, in, these, these, in, in these critters when we could have made some adjustments in how we handle the cattle. And it's something we work on every day in our practice with our clients. Hey folks, thanks for watching today. Remember, if you want to find us on the web, you can go to www.doctalktv.com. Always work with your local veterinarian. I'm Dr. Dan Thompson here in Ames, Iowa. Thanks for watching, and I'll see you down the road. Doc Talk is brought to you by Merck Animal Health. By integrating the comprehensive animal health product portfolio of Merck Animal Health with the innovative technologies of AllFlex Livestock Intelligence, we are shaping the future of animal health, resulting in more effective solutions and healthier animals. At Merck Animal Health, we wake up each day seeking new innovations to keep your herd healthy. This is why we're proud to now include AllFlex Livestock Intelligence in our portfolio of solutions. With AllFlex, we can provide the tools to identify, monitor, and trace each animal within a herd. Its state-of-the-art offerings deliver real-time insights to help you optimize productivity. Merck Animal Health and AllFlex Livestock Intelligence. For our animals, our industry, and our future.